We're going to do a, a cool topic this morning, and uh, it's on adoption. And I want to draw your attention to Romans chapter 8. I'll just read it to you. Um, but it's found uh, from verse 12 on. It says, So then, brothers, we are debtors. In other words, we owe, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God's. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified in him. And one of the things I try to do often here is take a head idea and turn it into a heart idea. And this being adopted in Christ often can be just a head idea, like, okay, cool, we're adopted. And, and it doesn't have any shoe leather to it. We don't really know what it actually means. And so to help me flesh that out this morning, I've asked uh, Peter and Krista Bond if they would come up this morning and uh, share with us what it's been like for them to walk through the adoption process and how that has changed them in their understanding of being adopted in Christ. So would you give Peter and Krista a big hand this morning as they come up and share? All right, you got your mics and you're ready to go. Abby said I can't lean back on this service. It looked like I was taking They were making out. fun of you that you were a little too cash. Yeah, they were. It's true. My children. So we're going to start out and... Uh, Krista, we're starting with you. That's right. Right? So let me grab my papers here. So the question is, so what did adoption, before all this happened, right? Before the boys, all this stuff, what did adoption mean to you when you thought Um, of it? Not a lot, actually, (laughs) sadly. Um, I knew people that were adopting, and, um, and I knew of adoption, and I thought, that is great, and, you know, I'll pray for you. Fantastic. Um, but it didn't really sink into me. I mean, I, I thought it was a great thing. That's neat, but I, I, it didn't register for me um, as something that, oh, I should be doing that. It, it just never clicked. Um, and it was kind of reserved for those amazing people that have, like, 20 kids in a giant van. Um, <laughs> There's an inside joke on that. Yeah, right. We should have had a picture of the van. Um, spiritually, honestly, I became a Christian in my early 20s, and... Um, I thought that was great that God became my, my father. I have a, a, an earthly dad as well, but, um, you know, he adopts us as his children. That's so awesome. I, I have a new dad. This is great, a spiritual dad. But um, there wasn't a total depth of understanding to that. You know, like, that's great, but um, not a lot to that. But adoption just wasn't something we talked about. So, Peter, for you, it actually goes back. The idea is quite a bit different because it goes back to your family growing up in um, so yeah, my youngest sister's adopted. Um, she came to, I was maybe 12 and, uh, she was four months, uh, old when she came to us, uh, uh, from Korea. And so I think I had the seed planted in me, uh, at a young age, but of course, you know, you're a teenager and it doesn't really mean much and the hard stuff isn't really, you don't have to face that. So, um, I, I, I can say that it's, it affected me. I think it, in the back of my head, it was always there and, and, um, but I, I can't say that it was driving a, a driving force inside of me. And, and the same side on the spiritual side, I think, as a long-time Christian, you can eat. I easily was just like, that's just a word, um, honestly. And 
um, it, it didn't really register with me either as something that, um, as when you become a believer, that you are adopted. Um, and there's a whole, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you, we've learned um, um, in that. But I, yeah, I didn't really register much at all. Okay. So how how did the idea start to shift? How did it start to change for you guys? Um, well, I think if I look back, uh, if I look back at it now, um, I think when we first started um, thinking of it, there was, you know, there's honestly there's a rescue aspect of it, like I was some sort of rescuer, and um, you know now of course I think that's silly and uh, it's sort of self-centered and um, and. Uh, and I think an, 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 another thing that has um, definitely um, it, it's a two-way street, right? It's uh, it's often thought of as, as um, you know the parents doing the adopting, but there's this whole other side of it where you have somebody who's also adopting you or accepting that situation in, and so um, there's a lot a lot going on there as well. Um, I think. Uh, uh, initially, too, you, I, I went into it as a, in a fixer mode. Um, you know, I, if I can't math problem my way out of it, uh, then you know, like that's um, there's a fixing aspect. That I had to really sort of step back and realize that um, I can't do the fixing, and God is a fixer, and that's the same in my own life. Uh, and um, and so it really came down to loving like Jesus, and that's pretty hard to do. Um, and I think no matter what the circumstances, but I mean, just not wanting to go after the problem, but just love, 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 right? Um, and I think, uh, you know, it, it definitely challenged my faith and my own relationship with God, like just seeing um, the my own the, my own problems and my own mess, uh, uh, and just the um, I don't know how to explain that, but like. The, the adoption process, you know, and, and what I bring into it and me accepting God and his love, is, is it's, there's a real, real parallels there. Um, and I think it made me a better father, too, as challenging um, just the father aspect of it and, and husband, too, probably. By the way, we should explain the reason you're up here is because... We've adopted. You asked us? You've adopted, <laughs> yes. Yes, I asked him. Yeah, yeah, we um, have our, our picture. That's us. No, that's not us. That's not us. <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, are you cooking it, well, Greg? Here we are. There you go. Anyways, I feel like everybody knows this already, but if you don't, there yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did two years ago um, uh, adopt uh, Samson and Estefanos, brothers. Um, from Ethiopia. It, from Ethiopia. It's been fantastic. Um, kind of going back to your question, Steve, and just thinking about how um, Peter mentioned, like, the, the fixing aspect, and you want to, um, you know, for all your kids, you want to fix everything and make things right. And um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Katie Davis, but um, she's a young woman who serves in Uganda and um, is faced with great need every day. And she's written a book called Kisses from Katie, and there's a quote in there that I like that she says, um, we aren't really called to save the world, not even one person. Jesus does that. We are just called to love with abandon. Um, and adoption gives us the opportunity to love like Jesus, um, to love the way he actually wants us to love, 
Um, and that is a tall task, and it's not, it's easier said than done, <laughs> is what we're realizing. Um, there's another quote that I really enjoyed from uh, an author, teacher, Beth Moore, who writes um, Bible studies for women. And she says, love is not a spiritual gift. Otherwise, we'd all conveniently claim not to possess it. Rather, love is a priority calling. Adoption means choosing to love. It means choosing it. Um, and because of this choice and kind of going out on a ledge and, um, you know, bringing the boys home, um, uh, I'm not the same. Um, the way I love is not the same. Um, I get to see God's work played out every day in my children. And something that I didn't expect was him doing that same work in me. Um, that was a side process that I did not expect. Um, but I've gotten to join Jesus um, in the business of um, believing, restoring, and renewing my children, but he's starting that with me. Um, so an example of that would be uh, just I was riding the car with a child one day, and it's bad to get trapped in the car with mom because I'm always going to have something we should discuss. Um, but it had been kind of a rough morning that morning, and I was, I'd gone through all my great mom things to say to try and bring this kid back. And finally I was just like, man, I love you so much it hurts. And um, as soon as I said it, I just felt this Holy Spirit just whoosh. And God's like, that's exactly what I'm saying to you. I love you so much it hurts. The circumstances you put yourself in, um, these things that I want to pull you out of, it hurts me. I love you so much. Um, and just seeing that in my, in my child. Um, at our house, I feel like we are all broken together. Um, but I get to, I get the task of pointing to the ultimate healer. I get, I get to show there's someone greater than dad and I, because we're, we can't do it either. We're broken too. Um, and adoption comes out of brokenness. Um, in a perfect world, my, my children, um, my two boys and my third to come would still have their mom and dad. And that's the way God intended it. Um, but they don't, and something broke, and now there's us. Um, and they also need God first, right? He is their, their first adopter and then us. And I think it's the same for us. Out of our brokenness, we recognize that we need to be adopted by God. Um, and I, I, I get that opportunity all the time to remind my kids that they are chosen first by God and then by us. Um, that they are loved, valued, and accepted, and that my love stays the same for them, whether they're happy or they're sad or they're angry or they're depressed or whatever's going on, and we've had all those. Um, and I get to remind them um, of God's love for them. And as I'm reminding them, God's reminding me. Um, anyway, I, I think also something that I've learned is um, – those Christian words that we, we throw around, you know, I, I trust Jesus and um, having faith and love and like Jesus and compassion and, and hope, um, um, we're kind of living those every day and that makes it a whole different level and a whole another depth of understanding. Um, uh, and I get to, um, I tell my boys, like, like Peter was saying, like, they adopted us as well. You know, they're old enough that they had a choice to reject us or, or, or love us and, um, you know, mutually accept that with each other. And um, we've all been adopted by God together, but it was a choice on both our parts. Um, so what does adoption really mean then? To me, it means um, laying it all down, and I mean all um, uh, my time, my money, my ide- idea of what 
a good family should look like, you know, what we think in, in, in our, our American little bubble of what um, my little family should look like. Um, and it means that I'm willing to enter into someone else's pain and sorrow. Um, I'm considered all loss, you know. What's it, what's it really, what's, if we believe this, then what is our life going to look like? Um, and what does Jesus really ask of us? So um, it means love, beauty, pain, loss, redemption, glory, and all these truths becoming a reality. Um, it means I get to be the hands and feet of Jesus and the love like he wants me to. So. Okay, and um, thank you very much for that. Now, that, this hasn't been a static idea, though. This idea has grown, right? Yes. And how is it growing? Test day. Wow, you could put his picture up. That's Tesfaye. He's coming. We don't know when. He's 13. Okay. Um, That's you. That's me. <laughs> I think um, there's a, there's many ways that my life's changed uh, because of this, and uh, and obviously, yeah, Tesfaye is one, and um, I think uh, God opened my eyes to. Um, basically this hurting world around us and that could be next door or it could be halfway around the world and um i think when we entered into this you also enter into this community and you see other people and um and you're just around um constantly around uh and and reminded of this and i think before as much as you can know that there's um there's like krista said brokenness in the world um it's also for me. It was easy to just uh, throw it into the back of the brain, and and it's too big of a problem to fix. And um, so I'd rather not have to to, to dwell on it. But um, it's it, that that all has changed. And um, I, I mentioned there was like a bit flipped in in my in my brain, which is like I guess a computer term, but like something immediately changed and. Like things that would come up uh, as an example. Um, uh, one time I, I was on my way to work and I, I was riding my bike and I heard a, my phone in my backpack and I thought, well, they'll just, I'll just, if it's an emergency, I'll, they'll call back because I don't want to stop. And my phone kept going off and going off and, and it was Krista texting me like, uh, um, I don't even remember what you had said, but you said something Mabel. like, yeah, it's, I think it just said Mabel and we can do this. And, and we were maybe six months in um, to, through this whole process uh, home, and um, things aren't easy. So what I wanted to say is, are you kidding me? Um, but what there was there was a link, and I, I clicked on it, and here's uh, this call for help. Um, and someone was trying to find a home for a girl who needed a heart transplant. And uh, She's a 15-year-old girl from Uganda. Yeah. And they needed someone, some connections with an agency and all these things, and I... I I, 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 all of me wanted to just be like, right. But I just said yes, and I don't, I couldn't explain it. It's, I couldn't say no. And so these are the kind of things that, um, so when we started thinking about, like, it just, even from day one, you're thinking about what is, what, what more is there there? We've, our eyes have been open to all of this stuff, and it could be, um, you know, whatever. It could be just picking, we thought of, do we just sell it all and go and do something? We don't know what it is, but, um, what are we doing and how are we, um, yeah, living this out, I guess. Um, so the second time around, it really wasn't a question of if, it was more about when. Um, and so um, I, uh, 
Stephen mentioned when we first. So you know, we're just I'm just me and Krista's Krista. We're not anything super special, and um, you know, and basically we found ourselves in the middle of the river, and we're telling the story of how we got here and trying to, you know, figure out where we're going next. And this verse came uh, up to me, which was Hebrews 11, and I'll just try to read it real quick. Eleven eight, somewhere in here. So by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Um, and if you just take that last part about not knowing where he was going, he just went out. You know, it sounds like a horrible advice. Like, um, but uh, you know, here we are, um, and sort of we took that step of faith, and we're finding ourselves not knowing where we're going. Um, but it's kind of a cool feeling, um, and just continuing to trust and and, uh, and lean into him on that. Um, I'm trying to remember the question. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, I think that adoption has grown in us in that uh, I can um, see the beauty of what can be even in the middle of heartache and pain. Um, a greater hope and a bigger picture of not just my children's lives but the world in general. Um, and just a greater understanding of living a life truly laid out for him. Um, you know, what's it all for? That daily surrender to him. Um, and honestly, you know, there's a lot of risk. We're bringing another teenage boy home, and I'm sure you can all think of a million things that are scary about that. Um, but um, we get the opportunity to tell another kid that he is loved, that he's chosen, that he's not forgotten. Um, that is a gift from God to get to do that. It is pretty dang awesome. Um, and as we're saying that, we hear God saying that to us. You are loved. You are chosen. You are not forgotten. Um, there's like 146 million orphans in the world today. Um, and, you know, in Luke 15, God talks about, you know, for the, for the one out of the 99, he will go. And for this one, for this one more, you know, for three, for these three boys, you know, they were pursued sought after, loved, planned for, and wanted by us, by God first, but he put them on our hearts. So, so um, when you think of adoption now, right, the question, you, you sense that you've changed. How is the meaning of adoption, that you're adopted in Christ, how has that changed for you? Um, well, obviously, these songs and any scripture you read that has the word adoption in it, it, it it's an immediate emotional connection. Um, it's something that, like, I, I didn't, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a literally immediate. I mean, we were listening to a song on the way in the car, and, and I told Chris, I'm like, Jesus, the song gets to me, like, and I couldn't even, it's just, yeah, you, it, it's come alive for sure in in what it's done in our family and, and, and just knowing. Um, Last service is, you said you cry now. I do cry now. And swear more, and so. You're welcome. The benefits of adoption. Hopefully, you don't get any of the latter. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, yeah. Speaking of no, uh, the the struggle we go through as parents. Um, so I, I I think I can you know you can see. Um, the two sides of it, you know, there's the, the side of, of God adopting us. There's the side of us actually accepting that. 
Um, and I think uh, for me that's a huge uh, lesson that I've been learning. And as much as you go on walks with your kids and like trying to lay out, you know, the gospel and you're not at peace because of this and, and God's, you know, you do all stuff and at the same time you're just con- on instantly being convicted of your, in your own walk and your own, um, the own, your own baggage that you have. And, um, um, you know, preventing us from accepting that love. And I, I shared this story. I got permission to share it again, but there's we, some fr- good friends of ours that, that we met, um, were our foster and adoptive parents. And, um, they were telling us this story one time and the rest of us who were in a similar boat just rolled on the floor laughing. But, you know, she was trying to had like woke up sunny morning and it's like all fired up as a parent and threw her, um, her kids and her foster kids in the car. I'm like, we're going to go get donuts. And isn't this going to be fun? And, and slowly her good intention and her outpouring of love for them or what she thought was, you know, it just started to spiral out of control and to the point where, uh, her foster kids are throwing some huge fit in the donut store, and it just was like an absolute disaster. And she just like got him back in the car and was like just absolutely beside herself and said, "I just wanted to buy you some effing donuts, <laughs> you know." And uh, that's the swing. Um, and so it's sort of become a hashtag, and the donut emoji gets passed around too, and we all know what that means. But um, it's like, a donut day. It's a donut day, but. Uh, it's like a reminder too of like, and I'm sure God's not, he's not trying to buy us donuts and he's probably not swearing, but you can imagine like we're sitting down here and we've got access to all of that love and we're just either trying to fix something on our own or we're trying to, to, to go through the, um, or throwing a fit or th- just throwing a fit. Yeah. And, um, and so I definitely, as much as you can experience that as a parent, you know, seeing that from the other side of it too in my own life and me being the one throwing the fit in the donut store and just like, you know, for crying out loud, would you just take the love? It's there for you. So, Krista. Um, the song that Peter mentioned um, is called uh, It's No Longer Slaves by Bethel Worship and we were we were listening to it on the way in this morning and um, it, it talks about Romans 8.15, um, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And uh, one of my sons really likes this song and plays it over and over again, and, and um, I showed it to him, so I should, but I love it too. Uh, but my, some of my other kids were like, dang, we've heard that song so many times. And I'm like, but listen to the words. Um, and as I watch my son take hold of the understanding of those words, it, it hits me, too. And, and some of the lyrics say, um, love has called my name. I've been born again to a family. Um, you know, love has called my children's names, called our names. Um, and not only have they been born again to God, but they've been born to us or their new family. Um, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing, I am a child of God. Uh, my own understanding of God's adoption of me is greater through my boys. Um, uh, having the opportunity to remind them of who they are in God's eyes just reminds me of who I am in God's eyes. Um, um, I am stronger now, I think, and, and more certain of who I am uh, by following him um, and what he's called me to do and his purpose for my life. And I think, I don't know, Peter, you already talked about this a little bit about being, you know, seeing how we're made, we were, we were 
God set us up for this, you know. We were made to do this, and, you know, we can look at our paths and, and our past lives and see where we are today and see how he, he had this purpose for us, for these boys. So. Okay. All right, that, we know there's a lot of involved with it. So there's, what's the cost? What's the cost then for you guys? And then on the flip side of that, what's the blessing? Um, well, there is a big cost. And maybe just being the dad or side of me, you know, you like to think of the financial cost. And, um, and for me, that was a big thing in the beginning to have to let go of um, some security and put full trust in God. Um, and like Krista mentioned, too, we can look back at our lives, um, even in the decisions that we made outside of God, I think, uh, or where we weren't consulting God and we ended up in some trouble. But like ultimately, you look at that entire path and God set really was setting us up for this moment. Um, so there was some cost in the past that we didn't know, you know, as we led into this. Um, I think um, at the same time of the cost, uh, letting go of that, God has turned around and blessed us um, in, in back in a financial way, almost setting us right back up to do it again or do something again. Um, where we ended up through a through some circumstances at work, basically getting reimbursed uh, through a, my company got sold, but it, almost the dollar of what we ended up spending the first time. So you're kind of like, wow, I guess um, there was something in that, you know. And um, and you were even saying that as you look back, you could see in hindsight God's fingerprints all over your career and how you got. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think what happened through that is we ended up getting, um, uh, I ended up getting sucked into that comfort of, uh, of the American dream. And, um, and, you know, things looked good. And we had, you know, kind of we had the little house and the, the car and it wasn't the big one. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any too many worries. And, um, and, you know, instead, God was calling us out into the uh, to the middle of the river or desert or wherever and saying, look, uh, there's there's more to this than just, you know, living out the comfy life. Um, and so, yeah, it's been definitely been a, a, a big step of faith and big a, a big cost and a lot of letting go. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I have So as you've else, taken those steps of risk, what is that, what picture does that paint for you of the risk God's taken for you? You can hit that one. No, that oh, that was a good handoff. Yeah, I, I remember you hit me with this one in the last service too. Um, but you worded it a it little differently. It is a strong word. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, Gently nudged. Um, uh, well, I mean, if you look at what God gave up for us um, and the sacrifice. Um, you know, my sacrifices in this can't be even compared, right? So I think there's, there's that, um, you know, obvious one. Um, I was thinking more of the pursuing too, yeah. and uh, um, and God's pursuit of me, um, and how I am pursuing my children, all of my children, pursuing them for Christ, making disciples in my own little home. I have six teenagers. <laughs> you know, I got my own youth group. Um, <laughs> we don't need to come to youth group anymore. Um, um, but how the picture of God um, 
pursuing my children and his pursuit of me has just given me a greater understanding of of um, who he is as my adopted father mm-hmm. um, and just through adoption just a greater understanding of how he adopts us mm-hmm. and what what would be the blessings I mean you've gone through amazing stuff flights to Africa back all kinds of funds all kinds of rearranging your family stuff what's the blessings been well that's all blessing too (laughs) i mean that's all been pretty awesome we got to go to africa and spend time there and meet amazing people um uh we have we have kind of family in ethiopia now um that we love and um but the blessing is that i have two amazing sons that i never thought i would have it was never a picture i ever had and um who knew that samson and estefanos you know i mean were going to be my boys i mean I had four girls. (laughs) Now I have these two awesome boys and soon to be Tesfe too. I mean, I'm overwhelmed with blessings. So, Um, I think, um, yeah, there's, there's the same aspect too. I didn't, I wasn't a a father of boys, so that's been kind of a cool thing. And, um, and I think just the opportunity to, um, as much as I don't like this, um, this up here, um, it's kind of a funny story because this is the third time uh, we got asked to um, be part of somebody's podcast, and you know here we are interviewing on and doing this hour-long talk on some other aspect of our adoption and another amazing part of it. But I won't go into that. And then we were part of some video for um, another kind of really cool story that happened. And you kind of get to the point where you feel like you're just like, oh, it's the bonds again. They're, we're overexposed or something like that. But God, you know, like he calls us to tell a story, right? And it may impact people differently. And mm-hmm. and um, you can't show up at uh, – I, I, we showed up at the Ranch Burger one time. <clears throat> I don't know if you know this place, but it's another greasy burger place in downtown Bothell that you got to have their burgers. Um, and there was these people sitting out in there. And the, having their burger, we rolled out. up in the giant, van. and we rolled up in our, you know, we are that family. It's like the circus um, music. Do, if, do, you do, 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 if you don't know, <laughs> we have the super tall blue van that you might see out in the parking lot. And so the van pulls up, and all these people are standing out or eating on the picnic tables. And the door opens, and one after another, a kid, you know, comes out. And I'm sure people are like, "Wow, are they all theirs?" And something's right there. But um, you always get asked that question, and you know. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to tell your story. And, you know, even this last week in the middle of some random meeting at work with people who I didn't even know, some of them, some guy's like, hey, Peter, I hear you got a million kids. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, you know, we're working on it. <laughs> but, um, but there's that aspect of it that, you know, I didn't ask for really, right? And so... It definitely humbles you and um, and again challenges your 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 faith. So, well, thank you very much for sharing. Let's give Peter and Krista a hand. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up and get ready to lead us. And uh, but uh, in the first song we sang this morning, there was a line in the song, and what it said is, "He makes the orphan a son or a daughter." Right, And if you think about a lot of the pictures, like today's Mother's Day, but if you think a lot of pictures in Scripture, they're all based around family, right? God postures himself as father. 
uh, he were adopted into the family of God. Um, all these kind of pictures, he's trying to give us uh, a picture that this connects to us. This is about you and me and that we belong. We're not orphans. And I think that's one of the greatest pictures of the kingdom. And I thought it would be really exciting to hear Peter and Crystal walk through what that process has been like where adoption is no longer a word for them, right? When they understand they're adopted in Christ, that has a whole rich layered meaning now that it never had before. And uh, they can actually talk about it with quite eloquence of what God has done and how he's changed them. So let's pray this morning before we worship together. Father, as we listen to their message, we recognize they're reflecting something to us. They're reflecting a, a journey, uh, uh, a story of faith that you particularly asked them to do. It was not what they had pictured for their own life. And yet, in this process of uh, bringing other children, sons in this case, into the home, that they have learned something about you and what it means that you uh, are Father and that we cry out, Abba, Father, to you. They've learned to do that quite well. Peter would even admit with tears. And uh, Lord, that is just a beautiful, splendid picture. And we just want to affirm... Today, we know it's Mother's Day, but we want to affirm you're a good father. And Lord, may this song help us relate to that. And we give that to you in your name. Amen.